The year is 2015. It's another JBTV Classic Podcast, and this time we're featuring Mute Math. Are you ready for a great classic podcast? JBTV, the respected name in music TV. These are podcasts that no one has heard in many years. This is the JBTV Podcast Series, The Classics. JBTV. Hello, my name is Paul. This is Darren. And we're in a band called Mute Math. And, um... Let's see, we started, well, I met you in 97, met you in 97, but, you know, through a very playing in and out of different bands with mutual friends, we didn't start Mute Math until 03, and that's, yeah, that's, when you you came and moved down to New Orleans, Darren's originally from Missouri, he's a Missouri boy um, from New Orleans, and wound up joining me in New Orleans in 03, wrote a bunch of songs, and we put out our first CP in 04, and then, um, the band started coming together. You know, we, we added a, a third guy, a guitarist. It was originally just supposed to be a two-piece. We weren't really sure what we were doing. We were just writing songs. And then we tried to start playing shows, and it just was more fun when we started adding people. And then four, four seemed to be the right number. So once Roy joined in, we, we, were, uh, we were happy and set. Cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, like, you know, you guys were talking about there, um, about, like, Bjork and all the the early influences were more electronic, yeah. um, and you're trying to mimic that as a band. I found that really interesting, so maybe talk about that, like, you know, your, your influences, you know, starting the band. Yeah, whenever we first started out collaborating, I was in Nashville at the time. I'd lived there for one year, and Paul was in New Orleans, and we would mail CDRs back and forth. I had a friend who had a recording set up in his apartment, so he would let me use it between the hours of like one and 4 a.m. I could get to, I could work at his, his place if I didn't headphones quietly. So I worked with samples. So I had to work with stuff that wasn't loud, you know, so I'd, you know, like go to the library, get a bunch of records, sample those. And so, yeah, then those records that you sample, those drummers, those artists, all that becomes a part of, you know, what, what you uh, inspire to be and try to join. You know, like you know, try to try to sound like. So we collaborated long distance like that via the postal service, and then um, whenever we got together, sometimes we weren't sure if we were going to be like a production duo or, or some kind of electronic group, and we just had an energy. Whenever I got on a drum kit, he got on his roads, it get loud. Like we would just get hyped up and jam, and it just kept, you know, getting that. So it turned into a band. It just it required two other guys. It had to become a rock band, you know, of some sort, no matter how much synth or electronic stuff there was to it we had to hit stuff <laughs> yeah i remember when i first started getting tracks from him and i was i was really impressed i was hearing this stuff he was putting together and so how are you making this and he he was you were borrowing a neighbor's computer a neighbor's pc well, i don't it know was what you were using together, man yeah it was like beg borrow and steal kind of stuff thinking so I, back to the luxury now i mean there's a beauty in that limitation too of like you know the, like there's a few things that really can only do so much now I take great pride in the fact that I was able to introduce you to the sampler that I grew up on, the, the ASR-10. ASR-10. He became a maestro with that thing. And um, um, I remember the day I came home. you mind if I say that yeah, story? Yeah, it's great. The, the day, he was in New Orleans. He was making tracks. Uh, I was running errands. I came home, and he was crying. He came out of the studio room with just tear-filled, swollen eyes. Dude, what happened? He was like, I'm so sorry, Paul. I, I was the, the, the sampler, and I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I, he dropped us. The sampler fell off the keyboard stand, and now it's warbling. All the out. sounds are. 
Um, and it had this warble to it, you know, that wobble, wobble. I thought, oh, I broke it, you know. It was, it was amazing how upset you were. And so I went and looked at it, and yeah, it, it had fallen on the ground, but um, yeah, the, the little mod wheel got pushed. I was like, oh, it's fine, dude. Just, you know, that little <laughs> wheel. It's fine. It's, this thing's a workhorse. You'll be all right. It was great. He's passionate. Are you familiar with ASR10? Yeah. That's a legendary sampler, right? Yeah, everyone used that. Dr. Dre, yeah. Kanye. That's what it takes. That's a, it's a great thing. It's a great sampler. Uh, if you get it maxed out, you, know, you get 16 megabytes of memory to build your whole song with. And a lot of our songs were, that, were like reset, you know, 16 meg to, to build that track. That's what you get when you, <laughs> you couldn't know? afford the MPC, uh, the Kai MPC one, I think. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Roy had that one. When he joined, then we were unstoppable once we had all that. Um, let's talk a little bit about getting out of New Orleans. Like, how hard was it, you know, to get a record deal or to get discovered or start a following in New Orleans? Well, yeah, New Orleans, it, it's, a, it's a little tough when you're not doing traditional New Orleans music. Um, and, you know, at the time, yeah, we were just working wherever we could get to, whether it be Houston or getting in Alabama, Mississippi, and then Florida, and, and just, yeah, you start, um, and we got friends in Nashville. Nashville's kind of became our, our second home over the years, and, um, and we started just sending demos to friends, and uh, one particular friend in Nashville was the guy who wound up producing our first EP and album, and we just kind of began to build from there. Um, so, but yeah, getting out of New Orleans, I, you say it, it's not, it's not a, a jail sentence like we were trying to get out of there. I mean, I mean, that, you know, we love creating there and we still love playing shows there. It's, a, it's an amazing place um, for music. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, just gotta hop in the van sometimes. Just, just, just get out there and um, that's, that's all it was. Cool. Yeah, it's meant like you know, getting discovered. I know it was hard here just being in Chicago. You couldn't get any record label people out and any of that. So you can only imagine in New Orleans in, in it's, 2003 is the same thing. It's yeah. It's it's friends. It's, it's amazing. I, I I always tell young bands when they're trying to figure out how do you get heard. How do you get and. It just seems like when you, when you just start, you just make music and you're just passing it to friends. And I, I feel like there's there's these ghost A&R people that work at all these right that they just know they're watching from afar like in this this heaven world or something I don't know and as it 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 reaches there and all of a sudden I we were playing shows and all of a sudden A&R guys from record companies start showing up I don't know how they came it's just I, it seems like when you just start making the music and it gets better and it starts resonating it just starts getting passed on a little further somehow but there's no science to it I don't know really how it happens it just you just I, so I I just tell young men just focus on just getting making good music and getting as good at your craft as possible, and the rest seems to sort itself out after that. Cool. Let's talk about the new record. Um, if you want to bring it, like I know most of these are the new songs. So if you want to pick two uh, songs, you know maybe talk a story about what it was like writing in the studio, what the song's about, you know anything that comes to mind. Um, mm -hmm. Just pick two of the songs. Can you say the title of the song? You want to say the song number? Yeah, well, the, the song Monument came about um, was, the beginning of 2014. Uh, we were feeling pretty frustrated. I don't want to say frustrated, but a bit locked up with the songs we had written up to that point for the new album. And um, so we made a New Year's resolution starting 
uh, January 1st, 2014, we're going to write a new song every day and just work at that pace until we had the songs that we were really hoping for for this album. And um, we did it remotely. Everyone was home for the holidays and stuff, so everyone was just uploading ideas and just you just try to react to the ideas that you liked. And uh, Darren had sent this idea he had programmed, um, and... I just got it without thinking. I was just singing, just throwing vocals. You know, you don't get a chance to think much when you when you force yourself into that sort of survival mode of songwriting, and it was good for us to do that. And um, yeah, the song Monument came together like that second week, and I felt like that was the song once we got Monument um, that we were finally saying what we were wanting the essence of this record to be about. And um, yeah, and then it wound up coming together that month. Uh, the majority of the record. Um, and then Light Up, which was the song we played right before that, was one of the last songs we had written. We actually made a return trip to India in 2014. I remember we just felt like, oh, let's just try to empty the tank, just go a little further, a few more songs before we call it a day. And I'm glad we did. That was that's one of my favorite songs on the record. So we wrote that one actually in India while we were there. It's very exciting. Cool. Um, so two general <coughs> questions. Um, one, what infuriates you about the music industry? Is there anything that infuriates you or, or you find totally annoying? Oh, what infuriates us about the music industry? We're, I mean, not, we're not infuriating people, I think, to start with. Um, annoyed? Annoyed. I don't know. It's you know, it's music. You know, there, there are things that you can get hung up on and you start feeling like you, you, you start falling into this scene from Spinal Tap or something. And it's like, I don't know, and then you shake yourself a bit like, you know, we, we get, we're making music, you know, and, and other people are just, you're in an industry of people who are trying to chase a passion and a dream. And it's, and when you zoom out a bit and you just kind of remind yourself of that, um, you wind up getting less annoyed, I feel like. And, I've, and that's, that's kind of been the, the quest of what, I've tried to do because, yeah, I mean, you're getting let down. There's disappointments. There's empty promises all the time. And, um, but, you know, that's, I, I think that's part of the drama of the fuel that it takes to just keep creating something that's compelling to yourself and to, to people who are listening, you know? So I don't know. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a horrible. That's the, that's the anti-answer, probably what you're hoping for. But, um, you know, I used to wait tables, and I can still recall jerks that I waited on but there were like thousands of nice people you know <laughs> and that's how it is in the music music industry too I think there's an overwhelming amount of good people love music love getting bands and fans together love that part of it they don't make music but they you know they get it out and and there's they have a passion for that and anytime you end up linked with those people it's so inspiring and they're wonderful but there can, if you're not careful, there can seem a disproportionate amount of, like, you know, slimy people, because those few just stand out, you know, or those stories you hear them, you know, people being taken advantage of. You hear, you know, you hear about Tom Parker taking 50% of Elvis, you know, money, you know, like a 50, like you hear about all the slimy things they've done, especially, you know, back in the day, you know, think about the way publishing is designed be so confusing you know to confuse bands just to be beyond their ability to comprehend what's going where so that it can just disappear magically and there's a lot to be mad at but yeah I, I second Paul's overall sentiment that 
we of all people like shouldn't be complaining you know like, we, we were grateful for what we got and what we get to do so final question what's your secret of you know keeping a band together in 2015 because you guys have been playing a really long time and you make quality music every album you know i mean i think that there's there's kind of a simple equation to it that it's just worth it you know like the way paul sings the way roy plays the way todd plays how am i not going to want to be in this band you know and, and yeah, there are hardships, there's like miscommunications, there's, in our 30s, there's a nice thing that we're not as petty. Like we got kids, we just don't have time for like petty stuff that you whine about when you're in your 20s and all that. And so we skip a lot of that, I feel. But then there's this other challenge where we're just busy, you know, we got lives. And so you don't even, you're not always able to even just have enough time together. And that's the challenge. So you have less time together, but you are more efficient, smarter with it. You know, um, and you have a better perspective. You know, you've been kicked around a few times yourself, right? And so you're not, you know, you're great. You know, you, you, there, there's, there's that. And then, um, but, but at the end of the day, I feel like if the music's there, it's, you go through a lot, you know. Like, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a good feeling, you know. And there's a lot of trouble we all go to, especially living in different cities, you know. But that can be part of what can be healthy, too, is when we go away, we have a break, you know. We have a rest, and we're with our families, you know, so and I, I agree with that. And on a lighter note, I would probably say that to keep your band together, we've learned never play risk. That's Screw that's it. the band killer game. Don't play risk. Probably some, can, there are probably a few other really simple. I don't know what it is about that game, man. It's a tool of the devil. It'll, it will tear bands apart. Um, or think. maybe it's good. Actually, risk might be a really good way to yeah, like unearth stuff, maybe. you know. Hmm. I wonder if we could get through a game of risk these days. We have, have enough history. I think we could. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not going to take the chance. Dude. So here we are. Welcome to another brand new edition of JBTV from the heart of the Windy City, downtown Chicago. We love this band, Mute Maths, on this edition of JBTV+. I have Lauren O'Neill with 101 WKQX in the studio. How you doing, Lauren? I'm doing great. How are you, Jerry? Yeah. Now, these guys are awesome, aren't they? <laughs> They're incredible. Uh -huh. They're and incredible. you had a good time at Riot Fest here in Chicago, the Riot Fest weekend. and. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And more recently, we were here for uh, Lollapalooza as well, and that yeah. was a great time. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it here. Was this your uh, first Lollapalooza? It was not. It was the third. Mm -hmm. um, although we didn't play the festival this time, we played like an after show. Mm -hmm. um, Those could yeah. even be more rowdy. Yeah, no, it was a great time. We got to play at the Double Door. So um, it's always great being in this city oh, for yeah. that. This is a music city, and I think you found that out already with all the fans that come out. Indeed. Unbelievable. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the last time we were here was a really magical time. It was 2010. And that was the year Arcade Fire had just put out Suburbs, mm -hmm. and they headlined, and the National had just come out with High Violet. There was this new band that was all the rage, and they played right before us. Mm -hmm. Wondered what was going to happen. They were called Mumford and Sons. Oh, wow. And it was a really great year. Mm -hmm. um, They're going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, so anyway, Lollapalooza. Just yeah. wonderful to be a part of it. Well, that's great, you know. So this is a great edition of JBTV. Let's kick the show off with one of your live songs on our JBTV stage, What Do You Want to See? We get a choice. Oh, oh yes. we get to pick. Oh yeah. Hey. All right. Well, yeah. Let's let's start off with uh, used to. Okay. Used to it is. Is that okay? Sure. What do you mean it's okay? This is your show, right, Lauren? I love this song. Yeah. I I'm I'm calling this as my favorite song on the album that I haven't heard yet. Uh -huh. But from what I've heard, I absolutely love. It. I adore this song. Tell us about this song. Yes. What happened? You with wrote this, this song? one. No, I remember. You oh, wrote this yeah. one into your. You sang it into your phone and emailed it to us. 
Right. You were you were trying to buy a new house. You were looking at houses. Oh you're right, right, right. Around. I was I was getting actually kicked out of my house at the time. The one it, we were renting. Probably I probably have the voice memo. I won't do it. <laughs> but yeah, I was just I was just walking the street while they were running the inspections, and I started boom, 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 and I just started singing this idea, wow. and um, yeah, and then once the inspectors left, I got back into the, uh-huh. to the, the little studio and uh, put the first demo together, and that wow. song that song became really special for the. Now is this a house you bought or? No, no, no. I had to move. The house I was renting, they were selling it from under oh, us. Oh, so, so they sort of kicked you out to show it to somebody. Exactly. So That was the um, best thing that ever happened. Maybe then. I was singing that song about my house that I had to leave. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was good that happened. You see, sometimes landlords are good, but most of the time they totally suck. <laughs> Intro the song for us. Uh, here is used to, and landlords do not suck on this one. Yeah. They're pretty good, actually, on JV TV. I'm so excited for the New Orleans flavor in our fair city of Chicago. Let's say it together. Mute math. Mute math. Mute math. Mute math. Mute math. so much for being here yeah y'all ready to love 
Here we are back on JVTV. Now, Lauren, you got some good questions for these guys? I do. Yeah? Yes. Do you know any good inside stuff, seeing you already talked to them? At the... I know lots of inside stuff. Yeah? Yeah. You are so good. She is so great. So, uh, what is the number one song you're playing on 101 WKQX right now? Monument. Monument, yeah. yeah. I think we should see that next. Huh? I think we should. Yeah. Tell us about this song. Monument uh, came together uh, the beginning of 2014, we went on this songwriting marathon to just try to write a song every day for our, our, our new record. And now, this uh, is when you guys were in different places, right? We, we, were, yeah. all, we were home for the holidays, and ho, ho, ho. Um, we had just gotten back from our first trip to India. Is uh -huh. that correct? We've been there yeah. twice now. And I feel like the song captures a vibe. Obviously, it doesn't sound like Indian music, mm -hmm. but it did sort of capture a certain feeling that we came away with, which was just happy mm -hmm. you know, like we, we were optimistic we they treated us great we had the best time had a lot of great food and felt recharged wow. you know sometimes that could do a change of scenery new perspective and then you come back mm -hmm. and you can write differently you're you're out of your funk and that's what happened that little trip sort of pushed the reset button for so us so now you have historic there. places throughout the world where songs have actually been written and it's you know most bands can't even say that so man no, that's that's really nice um I yeah. think there's something to moving. There's something to being in motion mm -hmm. that does help your brain. Just whether you're, you know, on tour or traveling, there's something to be said for sitting still too. But I, sometimes I feel like just as many songs can come from moving around. I see an idea happening here. Maybe you guys can get like one of these Mobile. semis, yeah. and you play nonstop from one side of one coast okay. to the other, and you just drive up to the venue and you're <laughs> and just pull out the side and start playing. And there you would you never go. have to set up sound mm -hmm. checks, none of that stuff. So I like that very you much. <laughs> hey, we're thinking of new ideas on JVTV. Well, here's the song on your show from downtown Chicago.
Back on JBTV, I'm Lauren with 101 WKQX with Mute Map. Good so to see fun. you guys again. Thanks to you. Paul and Darren. Uh, we actually got a chance to catch up at Lollapalooza the last time you were in town. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, right after your Smarmy show at Double Door. It was is, Smarmy. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Which I never heard that word before. Did you Google it afterwards to see that I didn't, in fact, make it up? That's oh. a real word. Yeah. Well, I did. But and then I was like, oh, I just, you know. You have a very uh, strong catalog of vocabulary. So here we go. You're going to make me sound dumb. <laughs> so compare that. Vocabulog. I have a big vocabulog. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Did you make that one that up? One there we go. All right. 2015's word of the year. Trademarked. <laughs> vocabulog. So compare that show, uh, the very smarmy show, to this one today at JBTV. Oh, this was great. This was a little warm up for tonight. Um, six songs with great fans. This was breakfast. Brunch with Mute Math. Yeah, awesome. Loved it. Was it. 
Yeah, we had a good time. We weren't sure what to expect. And um, yeah, the audience, they, they brought the love. The, as a matter of fact, someone was announcing that they're getting engaged mm -hmm. and wanted us to do the wedding. They just went ahead and asked us right in the middle of the show. Yeah. And uh, we obliged. Yeah. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> That's the thing to do. I can do it. I can do it. I will hook you up. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you ready to commit? This is forever now. Uh, still need that bachelor party. Well, four years. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. So it's a four-year engagement you guys are going for. Congratulations. And... Oh, you've already been dating four years. So when's the date? When are you getting married? It's in four years. Okay. Uh, I think it's safe to say we'll do it. <laughs> okay. And congratulations, by the way, guys. That's awesome. Yeah. We're down. This is not until four years. Some lunch, we got time. Diaper money, some lunch money. We'll do it. Some time to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Good audience. Katie and Raheel. So I actually talked to them before your show, I and I oh. think that I set that wheel in motion. So yeah. if you know, isn't it nice? Like you can tell those two are gonna be fine. Yeah. Like when you see a couple like that, like ah, oh, you two, you're obviously They're meant to so be together. Cute. They're too cute. They're so cute, and they met. Well, like, mute math really sealed the deal for Raheel, which that, whoa, I didn't mean to rhyme. Mm. Can't help the sick <laughs> rhymes. Um, but yeah, have you ever heard of that before? That you closed a deal for somebody? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, we're helping people get married and divorced every day. All, 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 we're there for, yeah. Both, Have you had any right. engagements at your shows? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, oh, those, that's hype. I love that, too. Yeah? Yeah, and we've never had one fall through either that I know of afterward. That, I, 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 one time I got to meet the Roots. I went to a, a huge Roots fan. They played in New Orleans, and they had an engagement you know, at their show. And then a year, two or three years later, I had the privilege of meeting them, you know, I had to go up and say, I'm a huge fan. Do you remember that show? And at the engagement, he's like, yeah, we ran into that girl a couple years later. It didn't like, oh man, that sucks. All right. Do you know of any mute math babies? Maybe somebody was conceived at your show. Mute math. No, no, no. Someone that was conceived at a <laughs> conceived show. Conceived at a show. And then later, maybe their middle name was mute math. I've well, while we're on stage, we don't know what goes on in the dressing rooms or anywhere else, but no, nothing no, to our, yeah, we've not the met the fan met bold enough to tell us no. anyway. But the phone lines um, are open. Yeah, go ahead. Let us know. That would be fun This, to this find is a safe out. place. We'd, we'd like to know if that happened. Yes. <laughs> if you were either conceived or born at a Mute Mass show, please call the <laughs> call number now. below. Yeah, that's important to know. Let us know. So I have Darren to thank for um, teaching me all kinds of things in such the little amount of time that we've known each other. Um, but one big thing was um, the mantis shrimp. Would you like? Did you Google that afterwards? I did. Would you like to speak about the mantis shrimp? The mantis shrimp. What was the question that you asked? Well, okay. I don't know what the context? We was. were when we were discussing things. It was in the middle of Shark Week, and That's I right. said, you know, All sharks right. get a whole week. So, what else or who else should? And yeah. you suggested mantis shrimp week because what an awesome animal that can see. Our eyes have, I think it was what, four cones in it or whatever. Mantis shrimp has 16. It can see all these colors that we can't. We'll never know. When it looks at stuff, it sees more colors. And that's given to a shrimp for some reason, of all things. I mean, and, and then it has like the one-inch punch. It, can, it could crack your skull open with this little, is it badass? It's an awesome little animal. 
It looks it's like this. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. And look how beautiful. And I love maybe the reason that it can see so many. Hey, congratulations on such a high res hmm. <laughs> rendering of the mantis shrimp. But, you know, he's so rainbow colored. I can just imagine when he sees his little mantis shrimp, you know, the female, and he sees her in all the colors that she is and even colors that we don't see right now. And he's just like, you're so beautiful. You know, is that is that how he would say it? They're romantic. Yeah. You know, mantis shrimp are romantic. They're at the bottom of the ocean. You know, you got nothing else to do down there at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Hey, ladies. They're lovers, not fighters. I assure you. So I got you a present. Hey. That's for you. I met. I tried to make it a sticker, wow. but I don't know how to do that. Yes, I. Lo- <laughs> you can put that next to your JB TV or sticker. Oh, my kick drum. I could go right there. Yeah, that's sweet. Aww, wow, it's a cute one. I'm Very telling nice. you they are. They're sweet little animals. They Mantis are. Shrimp Week coming to an animal planet near you. After Mute Math Week. We need to, let's start there. How's that? Yeah. 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 Let's get on it. All right, let's jump back to your performance here at JBTV. And um, can I make a request? Please. Can we play Light Up? Absolutely, we jam. can. We will do it right now. On JBTV? This is Light Up. This is it. It's happening right now. Yeah. 
We're back on JBTV, Mute Math, in the middle of this incredible sold-out tour. Uh, every city, completely sold out, and that's got to be an amazing feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, locked up in the studio for the past couple of years, and um, you just never know what the reaction may be when you say, hey, we'd like to play some shows again. <laughs> and so it was, yeah, it was very nice and encouraging. Mm -hmm. And the new album, Vitals, coming out on October 16th. Uh, tied in with this tour is a charity I was reading about. Is charity right? Songs right. for Kids? Songs for Kids. So can yeah. you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, a good friend of ours, Josh Rifkin, um, we did an event with him back in 07. It was his first event when he kicked it off in Atlanta. And um, yeah, it was about creating a team of people that would go into children's hospitals and uh, play music and just go to the bedsides of kids who just needed to be inspired and just do it, just entertain them. And, um, and he did this thing, it was 500 songs for kids, that's how he started, and um, he just had, he had 50, 50 artists a day play the top 500 songs that Rolling Stone had just put out. We got to play a Ray Charles song. So 50 songs a night for, for 10, 10 days. days. It was this crazy this marathon. club in Atlanta. 50 different artists, that's the other thing. A different artist per song. Where did he put all you guys? It was exactly. insane. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was madness, crazy. but it raised a lot of awareness and, and money to kickstart the, um, the charity, which has been growing and expanding in different cities over the past few years. So we've been talking to him about getting it started in New Orleans. So uh, this tour, we're, we're doing what we can to help raise some money for that. We'll probably and put on a similar event at the end of this year. That's a great You're going to put 50 people on each night? We might scale it down a little Not bit. Just a little bit. But yeah, something. Awesome. Well, I grabbed this go. from oh, your table. Can it's I just say, there's a nice... 
There's a nice correlation there. Yeah. You know it. It's good. Uh, Very it's colorful. Good yeah. They should work together. working with here. All right. Very okay. important things. The mantis shrimp. See if maybe the mantis yeah. shrimp could become the official animal of 50 songs for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Oh, you know what? I really could see that on a t-shirt because look what else I found. You. Oh, my God. What kid wouldn't want a mantis shrimp? That's One, fun. two, three, hug. See? Wow. So, look, whenever I said mantis shrimp are lovers and not fighters, yeah, look I at that. You love it. You know that just like after Harry Potter came out, people bought a bunch of owls as pets, you know this interview mm-hmm. is going to do that for the mantis shrimp. That's what you wanted a whole week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> songsforkidsfoundation.org is the website if you'd like yes. more information on that and that's amazing have you guys gotten a chance to get around to any hospitals in New Orleans and meet any of the kids we're just starting the process now so it starts where he's got to go to the hospitals and they yeah. you know they run background checks make sure you know and things like that so he's laying the groundwork but we're going to get started by the end of this year getting into the hospitals there yeah. let's get back to can we play an old song on JBTV we can um we're going to do Blood Pressure. Off of 2011's album, Odd Soul. Odd Soul. Very good. Um, so, yeah, here is, uh, here's Blood Pressure. On JBTV. All right. Well, are we ready? We'll do a couple more songs for you, okay? And thanks again, everyone.
So the album Vitals is coming up very soon, and I find it very interesting that the song Vitals, which I just heard for the first time, is actually an instrumental. How did that come about, that the instrumental song ends up being the title of this album? And what does that mean? That was, that was the case for the very first project we, we recorded. We called it the Reset EP. Reset was this thrown together instrumental because we needed to help complete the EP. Mm -hmm. Put together this instrumental and for some reason we liked the title and we just went with it. And it's something that our fans wound up loving. It's, it's a song we close the show with every night. And um, so I don't know, it just became this thing from album to album that maybe the instrumental track that we're doing could be the title of the album. And we always titled the album at the end of the songwriting process. And um, so once we had all these ideas, put them together and we're shaping up the instrumentals and how we want it all to go together. And there was this track, this instrumental track that we started in India um, at the same time we wrote Light Up. And we want to call that the album title mm -hmm. and it wanted to be in vitals. I don't know, vitals just seem to sum up the whole thing. And um, yeah, so, and it was a nice, I think this whole album has also been about completing a, a circle for our journey. You know, we've been a band 10 years now. And so- Longer than that. Well, well I guess so. 12 yeah. years. Officially, yeah. The, gosh, yeah, so the- <laughs> I know more about you, Matt, than you knew before. You're right, yeah. And, yeah, so kind of wanted to pay homage to the whole journey and, and try to find a way, you know, to... I, the last song on this new album, which is called Remain, I feel like is the lost track in a lot of ways from the first project we did. Um, and that, yeah, that meant a lot to us to and, kind of... And there is one song that's just about as old. There's a 10-year-old song on this record. There's one oh, from right. way back, that. yeah. Well, I've uh, been on the shelf for a while in different yeah. forms. It just but never polished fit. It definitely it didn't fit one. on Odd Soul. It didn't really fit on Armistice. But we wrote it before Armistice. That's right. Called Safe If We Don't Look Down is that yeah. one. And that's toward the Safe end. Safe If We Don't Look Down? Yeah, that's toward the end of the record. So it'd be, it'd be a good one. Yeah. I want people to see, since you wrote <laughs> I'm not going to open it. I don't want to. You can open it. But this is your, I don't dare, but. You want to borrow it? What a cool football purse you got here. <laughs> Regulation size. Yeah. Like Tom Brady. A little deflated. Hi. Yeah. That actually was Tom Brady's, and then I stole it. This is the actual football. That's his that purse. He no. Slaughtered the Colts with. This is the one he put a put a forty burger on the totally. Colts with. <laughs> Thank you for bringing out my it's purse. Awesome. No, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, you can borrow it tonight at Lincoln Hall if you want it. You gave me three things. I had to come up with something. Yeah. Of course, your own purse probably isn't really. <laughs> doesn't count. Hey, my mom gave me the family cat when I was sixteen. The cat we already had. That was my birthday present, so I'm person. used to it. You're a cat person? No. No, no you're not a cat person. That's why I'm a dog person, probably. Um, but I did hear you mention um, you had made a New Year's resolution to write a song a day. I found that very interesting, and I'm curious, what other resolutions have you made that stick out to you? Well, it wasn't a resolution to write a good song a day. I can assure you that. Sure. Have you heard? I love this. Um, R. Kelly just put out a press release that he's written 473 songs, and they're all singles. Nice. Singles for whom? Just for the world. You know, they're just all that. Lucky us. <laughs> they're all. <laughs> I assure you, when we write 473 songs, they're not all singles. Sure. No. But so maybe that would be the next resolution, 474 singles. Take that, R. Kelly. I, that's better than other things that you could resolve to do that's uh, the same as R. Kelly. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
public service announcement. Mm. I'm just like this <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, don't awesome. And uh, this next song is called Vitals, I believe. There we go. <laughs> together thanks to jbtv thank you all once more this is our last track it's called vitals
All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you all tonight. It's a date. It's a date. All right. <laughs> oh, am I not supposed to bring up R. Kelly in interviews? Is that what this is? No, about no, no. <laughs> I think he's from here, right? He lives there. <laughs> Chicago's. He pees on people here. Right, <laughs> <Pride of> Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chicago's used to getting shit on, pissed on. You still got Dave Kanye. Matthews Band. You got with the dump and then oh. R. Kelly. Didn't we have that driver? We had the same driver. Do we know him? At one point? I, I don't know what we're talking about. What the do you mean? Dave Matthews Band. We have um, the actual driver? I thought we did at one point. I don't think we did. Well, then what's the story? There was someone who had a correlation that we knew. No, never mind. We didn't have the same. It was Darren pulled the hatch as they were driving over the Chicago River. Yeah. Everyone does it. <laughs> Every band does it. They, they just got caught. Yeah. Okay. I'm, kidding. We actually, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Sure. We accidentally pulled the hatch in Montreal once. That oh, was, that was uh, horrible. In front of a poutine establishment. It was an accident, an honest mistake. In front of a poutine establishment? There were people on dates. <laughs> <laughs> we only, yeah, now only, you're lying. No, no, it's a true story. I remember it was our first show in Montreal, and we had a brand new tour manager, and they said, we need for you to turn the generator on. He's like, okay, okay. And he, and we were just, we were loading out. We were in a hurry. We were parked in a space where we knew we were going to get a ticket. And he just pushed the wrong button to unleash the dunk, the dump tank in front of this place where people were eating outside. And we just left. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Montreal. I'm so sorry, Montreal. We've never, we've never publicly confessed to that. Because everyone this whole time thought it was Dave Matthews. <laughs> Whoops. Like, thanks for clearing up the air. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, that was an honest mistake, you know. I don't know what you do in that instance, right? No, but I bet you never had poutine again. Oh. <laughs> we probably made for some great stories of everyone who was there that night. You're right. You know? Yeah, let's hope that. <laughs> On that note, let's play Joyride. Joyrides. Yes. <laughs> is that what really this song is about? That yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Now you know. It's mute math on JBTV.
So there you go, another great edition of JBTV from the heart of the Windy City, downtown Chicago. Lauren, did you have a good time on the show? 
I always have a great time here. Yeah, weren't they great on stage? Yeah, what yeah, a yeah. great performance. Come what on, a great bring it show. in, team. So anyhow, till next time, it's Jerry Bryant. We are and the children. Map. And Lauren. <laughs> we are the ones that make <laughs> I don't know that word. Yeah. Well, the drummer always does that, doesn't yeah, he? That's my job. I, I'm very impressed that you can air drum without your headgear on. Oh, you know it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You could be a great air drummer. Do they have air drum competitions, or is it just air guitar? No, they, I'm sure they do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. For the first, right here on JBTV, the air drum system is about to rock. Air drum, drum roll. da 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 Whoa. Whoa. Nice! Whoa. Now that... <laughs> Number one right here, Mute Math, the best drummer anywhere, the best band anywhere on this edition of JBTV. So until next time, is Jerry Bryan saying bye-bye, stay high, but of course, keep on rocking and rolling with the best bands, the best artists like Mute Math. Thank you for being on JBTV. Well, you're the absolute best. Lauren, uh, you're going to come back and have a lot more great bands here at the JBTV stage, and we're looking forward to that. So. There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast. JBTV. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.